Good morning again. I want to read from the first epistle of John, fourth chapter. We're going to pick up with the, uh, it looks like the seventh verse. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent us this, his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we are glad to be in your house this morning. We come with many feelings, many, many emotions, but we are glad to be with this group and in this place. Let your spirit move among us. Let your power be with us as we are your church today. We pray in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. So, happy Mother's Day to you. It is good to be here with you on Mother's Day. We come to Mother's Day from all sorts of different perspectives. Any preacher will tell you Mother's Day is sometimes the hardest day of the year to preach because you know mother means so many different things to so many different people. But there are certain truths about this day and one is that we all have mothers. Now I don't know what fantastic things science will come up in the future but I'm pretty sure everyone in this room came into the world at least somewhat the usual way. We all had a mother. It's also safe to say that each of us had someone probably a bunch of someones who have been like a mother to us. That's where our stories vary in strange and wonderful and sometimes sad and sometimes tragic and sometimes joyful ways. I think about this church that I've been a part of for the last oh, 12 years or so. So many different stories, so many different ways. You, I know mothers and I know stepmothers and I know adopted mothers and I know mothers of every shape, size and form. I know grandparents who are raising their grandkids. I know people who have foster children. I know people who have just taken in somebody because they needed a place to stay for a little while. I know people who are teachers, coaches, scout leaders who find that way to care for God's children, to love the children who need that love and who have shown that vital love to a child who is in need. We've all had different experiences. Some are happier than others and some more tragic than others. But each of us can look into our own lives and see that person or those, those persons who were there when we needed them, who loved us, who taught us, who nurtured us, who cared for us. And we honor all of those different mothers and all those different mother figures today. So to all mothers and to the sisters and aunts and grandparents and the teachers and, and the friends who have loved and cared, we ask God's blessing upon you and God's continued strength and patience on all of you as you go about this great task of caring for the children that God places in your midst and in your presence. We experience Mother's Day at first as children, and we really don't understand it. Because when you're a child, 
You just kind of take everything for granted, including your parents. They're just there. And whether the situation is right, wrong, normal, or, or not exactly normal, it's just what it is. And so you as a child, this is my family. This is how it is. And Mother's Day comes along, okay, I've got to make a little card. I've got to go down and, and, and you know, we do a crafted school or Sunday school for them. But you really don't understand because you don't know any different. You don't know any other way. And you probably, we all probably at that point in time, didn't really appreciate. We loved our mamas. We loved our families. But we did not appreciate them as fully as we could because, like I said, we were little. And that's just how it was. Now we, we grew some and then we really didn't appreciate them because we got to that age where we were right and they were wrong. And they were bigger than us and had more power than us and they bossed us around, but we were right and they were wrong. And so we go to that stage where, yes, we love them, but we don't always agree with them. And, and, and somehow through the grace of God and the long-suffering love and patience of mothers and other family members, we make it through our teenage years. Somehow we all survive. Somehow we all come together. And uh, in that time we love and appreciate them, but we're still too young to realize how much. Then we get, finally, 18, 22. And all of a sudden, they get smarter. All of a sudden, we realize... Maybe they were right about a few things. It might take us longer. Some of us are more stubborn. Some of us are more sure of ourselves. But sometime in that, in that you, know, in, you know, getting into college, getting out of high school, getting out into the adult world, we realize they may just be right about a few things after all. And then we move out on our own. And we start to realize that this life here on earth, at least, is finite. And there are things and people that we've always known and always loved and always appreciated and they are not going to be around forever. And that comes to realization to us and so we remember to ask for that special recipe. We ask them to tell that story one more time. We, we find ourselves calling our mom to ask for advice or just to talk. We find ourselves to be glad to be glad to be up and on our own and to, to be an adult. But then we also find ourselves appreciating more and more what the adults in our lives as we were children, what they knew, what they did, what they had to go through. We find ourselves missing them when they are far away. Sometimes, somewhere in there we may have the opportunity to become parents ourselves and have that joy of that first Mother's Day or that first Father's Day and from that new perspective and that joy and the cards and the ties and the other gifts that come with it are, are amazing. And, but with all those joys of, of enjoying your first Mother's Day, it becomes the adventure of being a mother, being a father, being a parent, of, of, of being with these kids who for some reason have overcome uh, genetics and they are even smarter than you are or at least they think they are and they know more even though they are just 
tiny little things. And they ask why incessantly. But they are special. And you appreciate Mother's Day, Father's Day in a new way. Not everybody shares that experience. But every person is presented with the opportunity to be the loving adult in the lives of children. Being a school teacher, being a Sunday school teacher, foster care, tutoring, just being a good neighbor, just being there. There is so much need. There are so many opportunities. And the ability to love and care for children is not limited by biology or circumstance. Love will present the opportunities and love will find the way. We all have the chance to touch the lives of children. The cycle goes on. You grow, they grow. You change, they change. The relationship changes in so many ways. Sometimes you find yourselves having the opportunity to be the caregiver to someone who cared for you when you were very young. Then you begin to lose some of those people. And Mother's Day, Father's Day become a, a day of remembrance as well as a day of honor. Then, again, not in every case, your children grow. They survive their teenage years. They become adults. They have children of their own. All of a sudden, these, these kids that were so, I don't know what they were, little, they're now in their 30s. And their mamas, and wives, and doctors of various sorts. And they are just so amazing. It is just amazing. And they've made you a grandparent. And you appreciate those days even in a different way. <sighs> Times change. How we see time changes. But one thing that each child each grandchild, each great-grandchild brings to us is the promise that God's work is going on. Every child is an opportunity for us to serve. Every child is an opportunity for us to love. But every child is a sign that God is at work and that God has a future and that God is sending us forward into that tomorrow. God has plans and it is essential to those plans, that there be people who care for the children, that there be people who live out their love of Christ by loving God's children, the children born in their home and all God's children who pass their paths. You know, Jesus is the Son of God. We discussed that in Sunday school this morning. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God, but it wasn't God who changed Jesus' diapers. It wasn't God that fed him. It wasn't God that did all those things that have to be done to a small child. All God's plans need us, need people, need ordinary people whose hearts are filled with love and who find ways to share that love with, with all the children who come their way. I could quote Huey Lewis in the news on this, and I have in a, in a past sermon, but I decided to go with a different tact. And uh, I'm going to quote the band Boston. I was going to say the power of love, talk about the power of love, but, but as Boston says, it's more than a feeling. 
We're reminded that love is more than a feeling. It is more than an emotion. It is more than just kind of a fuzziness inside. That love, from our perspective, from Christ followers' perspective, from parents' perspective, love is an action. Love is put to work. Love is a force. Love changes things. Love makes a difference in people's lives. Jesus said, this is my command that you love one another as I have loved you. And he doesn't just mean, oh, have nice warm feelings toward each other. He's talking about, and he, as he continues on, he makes it clear. Love must be willing to lay down your life for someone else. John returns to it in, in his first epistle. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother and sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us love not with words or speech, but with actions and truth. And then later, James, as James often does, brings it to a more practical term. Suppose a brother or sister without clothes or daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, what, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. And of course, he could have substituted the word love for the word faith. Love by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. A love that acts, a love that serves, a love that gives, a love that forgives, a love that is patient, a love that saves. That's the love that we celebrate every day as Christians. But that's the love we particularly honor this Mother's Day. This Mother's Day is an interesting one for me because I pretty much spent the last year moving my mother from Jackson to Starkville. And that has been an adventure. Last Mother's Day, she was living in Jackson in the same house that our family has been in for 55 years. And that house was still in pretty good shape and she still got along with her neighbors and liked her neighborhood. But she did get tired of boil water notices and irregularities and garbage pickups and all those things you read about in the news that are, that are going on down there in the capital city. And we've been hoping to get her here for some time. My, my brother lives out in California, so that wasn't happening. But uh, he actually plans to move here sometimes. So we've been hoping to get here, but we were shocked when she finally gave and said, you know, I think it's time for me to move to Starkville. Uh, she had hedged before, but then she got out just before the Jackson housing market crash, which was another good thing for us. As some of y'all know, some of y'all have been through this. Even though you can hire people to do certain things, moving is a pain. Moving is a pain. And, and, and there's a certain amount of that work, the sorting through stuff, the deciding what to throw away, what to give away, what to bring, the looking for a new place. You can get help, but you just got to do it. You just got to do it. And that's the work that falls on you because you're the one who's here. You're the one who can do it. While it's work, you're glad to do it. You do it for love and you do it because of responsibility but you also do it in memory of so many past acts of love and kindness. And you know what's been done for you. And you know how much, how much you've been given. So you do it. And you do it because it's your mom. As you look back on the past year, 
got no desire to do that again. But as we come to this Mother's Day, my mom's here. And she's settled, and we've settled into a routine, and we can start reaping the benefits and the rewards uh, of it. And, and, and part of the benefit is just the, the safety and security and, and the knowledge that if something goes wrong, she's 10 minutes away rather than 100 miles away. That is a, that is a good feeling to have. There's that sense of family that comes when now you're the place where everybody comes for Christmas. And there's a lot of burden to that. There's a lot of logistics when you're here, but it's great to have everybody here. It's great to have four generations of your family in one place. And especially when it means now that you can sleep in your own bed rather than on the pull-out couch at somebody else's house for Christmas. There, there, there are benefits that come with that. But most importantly, there is the time. Time spent just walking up and down Greensboro Street as we did did last summer. Time spent, we've been to baseball games, we've been to softball games, we've been to tennis matches, the things that we've done together. And time really is the most precious commodity. It is the most fragile commodity. Now you may notice, looking around, those of y'all who know me and know her, my mama is not here today in this service to hear me preach. There is a reason for that. Even though she is in Starkville and attends First Methodist Church, Nothing makes my mom happier than order and knowing exactly when something is going to happen and having a schedule. My mom attends First Methodist Church. She attends the 840 service, and that is what she attends. And I knew that even as I invited her to come to this service, that she was not going to come because she is out at the Golden, the formerly the Claiborne now, and at the former Claiborne, Lunch is served at 12 o'clock and about 11.30, so she's been in her seat for about nine minutes now, they get their seats and they get there. That is the same reason I knew that even though I asked her to go to lunch today and asked her to go to lunch tonight, she said no, not, because she's also of the mind that if she's paid for lunch at the Attiton, she cannot enjoy lunch at the grill no matter who is paying. Part of honoring our mothers is knowing who they are and honoring and loving that. It is knowing when they need help and knowing when they need to be, be their own agent, be their own actor. It is knowing that she will enjoy going to the baseball game Tuesday night with me a lot more than she would have enjoyed going lunch with me today. It, it, it is knowing that running over there and getting the iPad working again means way more to her than any box of candy ever could. Today as we honor our mothers and the mothers among us and all those who have been like a mother to us, uh, it's a special day. Just as we've been loved and mothered by so many people in so many different ways. There are different ways to honor them. And part of our task, if you put it that way, on this Mother's Day is to figure out what's the right way for that person. What's the right way for that mother? What's the right way for us to say thank you and share the love and honor the love and pass the love forward?
I will go over there this afternoon. Don't worry. I am heading over there this afternoon. She told me not to bring a gift. I told her I'd already bought a card. I'm sorry. That's, I, she's going to get the card anyway. But I will go over there this afternoon because in our family, the gift of time really is something that has been honored going back to my great-grandparents. That was what was important to us. You're going to find the way to honor or to honor the memory of the mother's in your life. May God bless all of you this Mother's Day. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who have loved us. And we thank you for that love that has been poured through us. Help us to find ways to care for all your children, great and small. Help us to find ways to be the mothers, the parents, the loving adults in someone else's life. Bless us as we go forward. We go forward in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let's stand together.